I love what Stephen Covey says, like, think with the end in mind. Like, I always like to kind of bring myself back to that. All right. How do I want to see myself when I am, like, how do I want to portray myself? Like, what did I do along the lines of my life that I'm proud of and that, like, my daughter can live on with my legacy? Like, what did I do to make her proud type of thing? Like, that can be a part of your why, too, because it's like, why are you losing this weight? What do you see yourself, you know, down the road when you're in your 70s or 80s or, you know, towards the end of your life? Like, you want to be healthy, right? I mean, that can even just give you a why right there. You you want to be without disease, without, you know, high cholesterol, without medication, um, mm. not being in a nursing home. You know, there's a lot of... Hi, guys. I'm your host, Megan Van Diepender, and this is the Empowerhood Podcast. I am so happy to have you here. You know, motherhood is hard, and we are going to talk about all of the hard things that just are not talked about enough. So buckle up and enjoy this episode. So everyone out there listening today, we have Grace Loney back with us, and her and I are going to discuss goal setting today, um, sustainable goal setting, and really just how to, you know, find why you're setting those goals and break them down into small, sustainable changes to be able to sustain them for a long period of time. So welcome, Grace. Welcome back. Hi. Um, Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. So what are some of your favorite ways to set goals personally? Yeah. So, okay. Have you heard of the term smart goal? No, you haven't. Okay. So smart is one of those like cheeky acronyms. Mm -hmm. Um, and it stands for the S is for specific. The M is for measurable. The A is for attainable. The R is for realistic. Mm -hmm. And then the T is for timely. So it's like, okay, when we set a goal, it's like, I, Let's just do like um, one that comes up a lot. I want to lose weight. Yes. Okay. How do we make that specific? I want to lose 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um, it's measurable, right? Because right? we can use a scale to measure if we've reached that goal or not. Yeah. Is that attainable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 10 pounds. Okay, maybe, maybe that is attainable, but over what timeline? And that's like that T. So like, I would like to lose 10 pounds in six months. Mm -hmm. Is that attainable? Check. Yes. It's not too aggressive, right? Is it realistic? Yeah. That's the R. So realistically, right? Does this goal, is this a top priority in my life? Do I have the time and the resources to dedicate to focusing on this right now? Yeah. Or do I have other things like pulling me in other directions that are top priority, right? Right. So it's like we have to. I I like to um to kind of challenge people to put their goals up against this model. Yeah. And usually, like when I work with clients, you know, we we try to do no more than three goals. If it's one, that's fine. Two, great. Three, no more than three, because we don't want to focus on too much at one time. Yes. But um. But they'll always take the first stab at it. And it's like, it's a valiant effort, right? But then when we put it against this lens, it just gets so much clearer. People get that clarity of like, okay, this is what I need to do in this timeline. Like you can see the vision and how it's possible. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I I love that. Smart goals. Yeah, that's a great way to go about it. And I love that... 
well, of course, that breaks it down for you. And like, you know, why are you doing this? But also like brings into like, what season are you in your life? Is this supposed to be your top priority right now? Is it realistic in what you're going through in your life right now? Um, and is it like, is it even important? Like, cause some, maybe you don't even need to lose 10 pounds, but you think you do, or, you know, just like looking at your life, like what is my top priority right now? Because there could be other things that might be more important and might be a better goal for you in this season that you're in and more realistic, right? Cause it's like, we don't want to start a goal that we can't finish or, you know, can't sustain for a long period of time. And then you feel like shame within not being able to achieve that goal, Um, I mean, especially this time of year, and this is why we chose this topic today, but a lot of people started their, their goals in January and now here we are in February and it's like, are we still going with those goals? Um, do you have to pivot and kind of change that goal to something more attainable? Or like, what do you feel about that, Grace? Like now that we're going into February, cause I know like, what is it? It's a huge statistic that people just give up on their goals, you know, about halfway through January. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I forget exactly what it is. Isn't it like 85 to 90% yeah, of people? I mean, like- there's like a day called Quitter's Day because <laughs> globally so many people, you know, quit by that day. And mm-hmm. I mean, I really believe that it's just because we, you know, we want quick change. We want like a quick fix. So you go so hard you know, whatever that goal might be those first two weeks of January. And then you're so burned out. You can't, you can't, you don't want to continue on, you know, you don't see that immediate change right away because, you know, health and even like, like career goals and all these things, it takes time. You know, you can't just like go to the gym once and have muscles. You got to continue to, to really work on them. And I think that's like your point on going through that smart mile model and really like breaking it down into like, how can you achieve this big goal within this model by, by what, what steps do you have to take first, you know, to get to that goal? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it really does come down to a lot of people to priority. Like your, we are not going to change ourselves unless there is this pressing need, Mm -hmm. right? Like something's poking up, like, it's like digging in like it needs attention needs attention needs attention yeah we don't just change for fun we're not like yeah that sounds great I'm gonna transform my life today nobody does that (laughs) I mean I I don't want to transform my life but there's definitely things that I'm like I really want to improve on that I really want to improve on that um and I know not everyone you know thinks like that I think you're so right like a lot of times you know it takes us getting sick to pay attention to our health or exactly you know it we takes a crisis for us to wake up and be like oh my gosh I need to work on this right? exactly yeah so if you don't if you either don't have that or your goal right isn't connected to a deeper why mm-hmm. And this is where we like, mm-hmm. you know, I want to lose 10 pounds. Okay. What, what changes for you mm-hmm. when you lose 10 pounds? Yeah. Do you have more energy? Can you show up better at your job? Do you have more confidence? Are you going to the gym more? Like, what does that afford you? So mm-hmm. it's like really like pulling back the layers of, and going deeper of like, okay, you have this goal, but like. It's not about the 10 pounds. It's about something much, much, much deeper than that. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I think it has to be right. Because 
you're going to get to that 10 pounds, you lost it, and then what? You're going to be like, that's it? You know, it has to be a deeper meaning to it than just losing weight. What were you going to say next, Grace? I'm sorry I interrupted you. Oh, no, that was perfect. Like, yeah, I mean, if you, you, and let's say you're successful, you lose the 10 pounds in six months, right? And then, um, and then maybe there's still just this like emptiness of like, well, did I really achieve what I really wanted? Like what was actually underneath the 10 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we lose the 10 pounds, but then we, you know, we, we still kind of identify as that person that is 10 pounds heavier. And so we self-sabotage and we go back to that person because we haven't really deeply connected with a why. Yeah. Or we haven't really deeply connected with like, like the pain isn't so great that it pushes us to the other side. Yeah. 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 I do think like, I mean, the why is just so important and it's the best place to start. Like I have a friend that's a dietitian and she's like, we start with you know, why are you even here? Like, why do you want to eat healthier? Or why do you want to make better choices? Because if you don't deal with the psychological part of it first, then that weight or whatever you're trying to do, whether you're just trying to eat healthier or whatnot, that's not going to mean anything to you unless you know why you're doing it. I think sometimes people don't understand the why. Like, I mean, it doesn't have to be this like huge, like, I want to change the world, you know, type of thing. It could literally just be like my my kids, you know, I want to be around for my kids or I want to set a good example for my kids. I want to be able to get on the floor and move and be mobile that, or I want to be strong and be able to, you know, do all the things that they do. I want to ski and hike and all these things. I mean, it could be as simple as that. I love what Stephen Covey says, like, think with the end in mind. Like, I always like to kind of bring myself back to that. All right. How do I want to see myself when I am like, who, how do I want to portray myself? Like, what did I do along the lines of my life that I'm proud of? And that like my daughter can live on with my legacy. Like, what did I do to make her proud type of thing? Like that can be a part of your why too. Cause it's like, why are you losing this weight? What do you see yourself, you know, down the road when you're in your seventies or eighties or, you know, towards the end of your life, like you want to be healthy, right? I mean, that can even just give you a why right there. You, you want to be without disease, without, you know, high cholesterol without medication, um, Mm. not being a nursing home. You know, there's a lot of things that you can find. I honestly think that's like the most fun part is kind of finding your why because I don't think most people think of the why. And there's so many like amazing things in our life that we can kind of connect to why do I want to lose weight, right? Or I mean, that's just like a simple goal of being healthy. Like what's your why, Grace? Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because like when I was first diagnosed with Hashimoto's, this was back in 2018. Like I was at my rock bottom, so like I had a huge wake up call. It 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 took the universe to literally shake me, yeah, <laughs> to change my life. Um, so I was one of those people. Yeah. Um, and I had broken out into this full body rash that was super painful. I couldn't even sleep, and that lasted for six weeks. And I was completely exhausted. Like I was sleeping 12 plus hours per night. Right. And I still woke up feeling like a zombie, like shell of myself. Yeah. And I was just so, I was stressed out all the time. I was anxious, circling thoughts. Like I just wasn't happy. 
And I was 29 and I was just like, something's got to give. Like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. And then I found out I had Hashimoto's. And then from there, just started trying to walk myself out of that. Like, girl, you're 29. You should not, you should not not have a sex drive. You should not like live your life miserable every day. Yeah. You should not have to sleep this much. Like you should have the energy to like run around and, you know, do all yeah. the things and like begin your career. Um, so I think, I think, yeah, my, my why is like, has changed since then because now I'm a mom Totally, and that like really flips your world around yeah. because it becomes a little bit less about you and a little bit more about like, how do I show up for my family Mm -hmm. and how do I like lead by example? Because I know she's watching me. Mm -hmm. And so, so that's like a, I feel like I started with kind of this wake up call. (laughs) Like I was at a, I was at my rock bottom, which woke me up to like, okay, we need to change to now. I really have this deep why of, of being a mom and just wanting to show up and lead by example for her and have the energy to like enjoy my time with her to get on the ground with her and play and play mermaids with her and not just want to lay on the couch and be like I'm exhausted I can't deal with you and turn on the tv for her and you know call it a day and sometimes we do do that right sometimes we do of course everybody gets tired but like but that would have been me like every single day yeah if I hadn't addressed the problems right right So I'm grateful for that. But yeah, it's like, I think that I think every mom out there can probably relate to that. Like we would rather, um, we would rather like see our kids thrive than like put ourselves first a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this my kid positively. Yeah, I'm all in. Oh, if I'm putting myself first, well, that's not really a top priority. (laughs) Right, right. right. I think it's so hard as moms to be able to set those goals for yourselves because you do feel that guilt that it doesn't involve your child. But what we're not looking at is the big picture that it actually does hugely involve our children. Like you said, like if you hadn't made changes in your life, you know, I feel like that kind of started the trajectory of you getting married and then having a baby, right? When you made changes, but now you have Blake and now, you know, there's someone else to think about. She's watching and you want to be around and be present with her. So it's like, we kind of forget that even if they're not our main focus when we're working out or when we're food prepping or whatnot, and we're not paying attention to them. They're paying attention to us and see what we're doing to take care of ourselves. And in turn, they're going to do the same thing. So exactly. when Blake gets into the corporate world or whatever she wants to do, hopefully she can avoid that, that cycle of burnout. You know, I, I mm-hmm. mean, I'm praying that for that for my daughter as well, because I feel like in America that is portrayed as normal and a lot of people just go with this cycle and just think like, well, this is what it's supposed to be. So, right. you know, it, that, that, that's it. They don't make a change that's because all, that's like, all they know. exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. most of the time I don't get clients until they are so exhausted, sick, or their kids are old enough that they're like, oh, well now I have this time to take care of myself. Um, but it definitely doesn't have have to be like that. You know, clearly, I mean, your daughter's young. My daughter's eight. But, you know, I felt like I changed so much as a mom when I realized I have to take care of myself, you know, and, yeah. and it was health issues actually that brought that to my attention too. And 
Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. know why it has to be that way. It's like you got to get it sick. It has to be that way. <laughs> I think especially as women too because we're just trying to do it all and, you know, it just gets to that point where our body's like, nope, we're not going to do this anymore. So you need to change those priorities, change those goals and, and pivot. And I, I think that was one of my questions that I sent to you. I was like, when is it okay to to pivot, to abandon your goal that you might have had for yourself when you're like, this isn't working for me, this isn't sustainable? Like, what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's okay to abandon a goal when maybe we've overlooked this like attainable, realistic part of it. Because sometimes we like, we want something so bad, right? Like for me, it was like, I just want to put my Hashimoto's into remission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big goal, right? Yeah. And, and I will never get there. I mean, I, I, will, I will never cure myself of Hashimoto's. Yeah. And initially, that was what I set out to do. I was like, I'm yeah. going to cure this. Yeah. I'm going to get on the other side of this. And like, yes, I have. I've, got, I've walked myself out of experiencing the debilitating symptoms, but I will have this for life. I will walk with Hashimoto's for life. And so it's about this dance, right? Like there's always going to be big life events or big stressors that come up and are going to like knock you off your path or your goal. And it's about, you know, how do you, how do you um, be gentle with yourself Mm. and, and, and not try to take on too much too quickly or to like set the expectations so high that it's, it's, we're kind of setting ourselves up for failure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so this, this was that quote that I wanted to pull up before we, we spoke. And this is the law of sensitive dependence on initial conditions. Okay. So it's a mouthful, yeah. but this refers to the fact that an extremely minute variation held over the course of time mm-hmm. can have the profound effect of change. Yes. So this is like making tiny changes, mm-hmm. little, little habit changes, right? Getting up 15 minutes earlier every day, swapping out like a sugary breakfast for a high protein breakfast every day, yeah. right? Walking for 10 minutes outside every day. The little, little, these aren't like, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds or I'm going to cure Hashimoto's. <laughs> this is like, let's choose little, gentle, um, easier, I guess, for lack of a better term, and hold that, hold that over three months, six months, a year yeah. Yeah. and look and see, and just see how much that changes everything. And, and this is like, it's kind of like, if you think about a ship traveling from New York city, going across the Atlantic ocean mm-hmm. and it's got its navigation set to, you know, Ireland, for yep. example. And that ship just one degree, one tiny little degree off course will send it miles, yeah. miles away from the intended destination. Yeah. So if you can just make that little 1% change. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. the you can have. So I think like, it's okay to abandon something that's like, too too much too soon yeah you know and like step that down to these little bite sizable chunks yeah that like feel good and attainable every day 
Exactly. Yeah, it's like the compound effect. I think it's like even I think it's um is it Darren Hardy? It's like the compound effect book where like he shows an example of like how much pennies like compound over time and it's like no one thinks of pennies as like actual money, right? But it's like that tiny tiny amount of money compounds every single day over time and you do see so much change, you know, in the future. And I think it's it's so much easier to go about that and it just you don't feel overwhelmed because I think a lot of times we go into health or whatever your goal might be whether you want to be successful in your business or whatnot and you want to go all in like I said with these like January goals but it's like if you just take these tiny little steps each day you know you're going to get there and I think you know when you look back on your year like you said you're gonna see so much change that you might so you need to reflect too like after you've done these goals that look back at six months look back and see how much change has happened in your life and how much better you feel with these changes and like even like maybe you're making more money now or whatever it might be that your goal was look back and you're gonna see way more than you ever thought could happen with a one percent change each day right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like the the abandoning your goal I guess what we were talking about I think it's also kind of goes with as a mom like your season might change your circumstance so Mm -hmm. if that happens and then like your goal doesn't seem sustainable anymore I think like it's okay to to pivot and make a change it might not Mm -hmm. mean like abandoning that goal fully but it might mean like putting it on pause for a little bit or, you know, maybe it doesn't feel sustainable to you and maybe you get pregnant again and that that weight loss goal isn't, you know what I mean, something like that, that isn't attainable and that's okay. You shouldn't feel guilty about that. But if you're doing what you said, Grace, right, and you're doing these 1% changes, you really shouldn't have to abandon much because it's such a small, small thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. And those those like little things too – when when you start to hold them over a significant period of time, they start to become you, mm-hmm. right? Like I am just somebody that eats high protein breakfast every day, or I am just somebody that gets outside for a little bit of fresh air every day, Yeah, you know? And then it's not really like a goal anymore. It's just becomes part of who you are. Yeah. Right? And then maybe the season changes um, in your life. And then you can focus on something that's a little bit more aligned but like things that, you know, I mean, I guess things like getting outside every day shouldn't probably change based on the season that you're in, but maybe some yeah. other goals, depending if they're a little more specific. Yeah. 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 That's great. I mean, I do know like within these goals, even like these tiny goals, I think you should write them down. I think it's like a 40% higher chance of you achieve, achieving your goals if you write them down. Oh boy. Um, yeah. It's a really, really big statistic. So Even these like tiny goals, if it's like, I want to get outside for five minutes at lunch, you know, or walk up and down the stairs in my office, um, you know, write it down, even write it down every day. You know, if you need a reminder to get you to do this until it becomes who you are, you know, continue to write it down. I know I had like a bunch of little goals this year that I wanted to work on, like daily goals, you know, and um, I write them down every morning because they're not a part of me yet you know so like I want to remember that this this is my my goals today and every day and even though they're super tiny um I still want to I want to remember them and I want that to be a top priority in my life right now until they become a part of my routine just like brushing my teeth that's such a great point and like something that I currently struggle with is I've just been slacking on taking my supplements every day. 
Like I take certain things, you know, I take my vitamin D and my probiotic and other things, but I always forget. I just like yeah. plow through my day and then it's, you know, eight or nine o'clock at night, I'm getting ready for bed. And I'm like, oh crap, I forgot again. <laughs> so I started literally, my alarm is going off right now. How weird is that? <laughs> That's so weird because an alarm just went off on my phone too and I have it on airplane mode. <laughs> So I've set I've set two alarms. One yeah. one happens around eight forty five, and then the second one is the backup oh shit one that happens at ten thirty, and that's like <laughs> take your supplements, take your supplements. Yes, well, but I I still need that as long as I've been supplementing. Like I still just need that reminder. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it's so easy. Like we have these little devices that follow us around everywhere. Use it. Use it. Absolutely. I think, I mean, reminders are great until you really start to to get that down. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's why I write them down instead of, I guess, writing reminders. I mean, one is just like reading two pages of my Bible at night. And, you know, sometimes I really do not feel like doing that. But if I write in my journal in the morning, like, this is what I'm going to do today. And these are my goals. You know, this is what I have for mm. myself. I, I almost, I like have to do it. I'm like, no, I'm tired, but I can do two pages, right? That's like so small. I can do two yeah. pages. That takes like 30 seconds, right? So um, you just said something so profound. Like you, you, maybe, maybe the original goal is um, read 10 pages every night. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I just don't want to do it. And you're like, and then you flip, flip it on yourself and ask yourself, well, what can I do? Mm -hmm. What what can I offer myself right now? And you're like, well, I could offer myself two pages. Mm -hmm. And that's a win. It still feels like a win, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's crazy. And my my goal is actually to read through the whole New Testament within this year, which I'll, I'll definitely do. But 10 pages seems, I know I wouldn't do it. You know, I just would not do that at night. You know, I'm tired. I want to read something like mindless instead of like, you know, soaking. I mean, there's just so much knowledge in the Bible. So two pages, I can do that. I can soak it up and then I can move on and either go to bed or read a different book, you know, before bed. And I'm already like two, like halfway through the New Testament. So like, like you said, like those tiny little things, mm. it gets you pretty far because again, you're doing it consistently, right? Because it's so small instead of being like it's 10 pages I can do that tomorrow. You know, I'll have more time tomorrow or whatever our excuses are for ourselves. Two, yeah. it's like drinking one glass of water over being like, I'm going to drink a gallon by 12 p.m., you know, or like it just makes it so much simpler yeah. to just break it down and you can't skip it. It's so small. You literally can't skip it. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think that's that's such a that's such great advice for like the stressed out mom out there that's listening, which is like all of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's like, what what can I do? How can I make this so small that it's like stupid easy? Right. Stupid easy. Because we at least we, I mean, even if it's like you break it down to like 30 seconds of breathing, of mm -hmm. just like focused breathing, like you start there. Everybody has 30 seconds. Like, come on. Yeah. You know, you can take 30 seconds from the doom scrolling to do your deep breathing and like get that win, get that win under your belt and like do that every day. And then you start with the 30 seconds and then you start craving more. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, what if I could do a minute? Ooh, what if I could do five? Ooh, now I have patience to like cook dinner tonight because I like feel more grounded because I've been doing this breathing for two weeks. It's yeah. like, it has this ripple effect oh, and it yeah. like, you're like, oh, well, that's not going to do anything. If I just start with 30 seconds of breathing, watch it work. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hold that habit and watch the magic. Yes. It's crazy. 
Yep. I had to start with 30 seconds of meditation because I was just so bad at sitting still. Right. And now I can do, you know, 11 to 15 minutes of quiet breathing. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes time. You have to be patient, but it does. You And you do see a huge difference even with just 30 seconds of breathing. And think yeah. about breathing. You can do that anywhere. You know, you can yep. be sitting in your car in the pickup line or whatever, and, you know, you can do your breathing there. That's nice and easy goal to to accomplish each day yeah for sure yeah the small the small goals are definitely my best friend and I think like as moms stressed out moms that we all are you know no matter what we're doing for ourselves you know being able to check that you know like oh I made this goal for myself and I've been sticking to it for six weeks now like that is huge like huge Mm -hmm. and I think the same thing goes for exercising too it's like you don't need to be at the gym seven days a week. You could literally go walk for five to 10 minutes outside. You could do start with one push up, one push up. And it's like, as soon as you get that movement going, you're going to want to do more because you feel really good. You know, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. just like, it starts that like domino effect of, yeah, I feel really good. Just like when you eat one healthy meal or even like one vegetable with each meal or a protein it's like I feel really good I don't feel tired I don't feel bloated you know it's like it's it starts this like more of that exactly yeah you start you you crave what you do and you crave what you eat you know all of these things it's like if we're eating sugar you're gonna crave sugar if we're Mm -hmm. watching television we're gonna crave more television Mm -hmm. so I have a question for you, which might, which might be helpful. So as I ask you, Meg, this question, then listeners can kind of ask themselves the same question, Yeah. but I want to look at your personal success factors. So like, when have you been successful before at reaching a goal? You know, maybe it's graduating high school or getting some degree or certification or, you know, starting your business. Um, it could be anything draw on an experience and, and try to think about what helps you be successful. So some people say things like having accountability, Mm -hmm. having structure, having support, knowing what steps to take, but what helps Meg be successful? I mean, that's a great question. And I'm, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of like you, like my goals have drastically changed or how I set them you know, over the years. Um, But I think a lot of things that help me achieve my goals are, of course, accountability. I think first write it down because this is for you, right? The goal should be for no one else except you. And I think telling someone your goals too. So like whether that be my husband, you know, we always talk about our goals, you know, at the beginning of the year. Now we talk about them with Gray too. But I think like putting your goals out there because you not only should be proud of them, right? But you should also tell people so that they know what you're doing so you can continue to show up for them so I think that always gives yourself accountability I think if you need more than that definitely get a partner or a coach you know to kind of guide you on that success but I think again like finding my why like why am I doing this like why do I want to achieve this goal this year and some some of my goals aren't really like they're really small. Like, so it was like two years ago, I was like, I just want to get better at push-ups. Okay. So I'm going to do five push-ups three times a day. And that's what I did for a whole entire year. Wow. Um, and my arms were like jacked and like, I loved it. It was actually really fun. And like, I feel like when you move, you get more energy. But by the end of that year, I was like, you know what? I, my life changed. I had a different schedule and I was like, this doesn't seem sustainable for me anymore. So I'm going to move on and go to a different goal. But like mm-hmm. you're, the goals don't, 
have to be crazy. And like I had told my husband, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to do this many push-ups a day. And, you know, we would do that. He did his own push-ups and we did it to kind of together. He was doing something more, way more than me. But um, so if we're at the end of the day, you're tired and you're like, oh, I didn't do my push-ups today. We would do them together. So again, there's like my accountability on my success. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's like business-wise, that has like drastically changed for me. I used to be all about money. And when I hit my goal, then I was kind of like, well, where do I go with this next? You know, so it was like a self-motivator of like, this is how much money I want to make. I know I have to hustle to get there. But my why wasn't right. Because like, mm-hmm. you know, we don't gain happiness by having money. So yeah. I like I really over the years have had to um, change my perspective on that. And it's like, of course, I need to make an income. But it's like, what do I want to accomplish within my business? Like, who do I want to help? How do I want to help them? And, yeah. you know, where am I in this? Like, what's my mission? And what do I want to stay true to as, you know, whether it's a hairstylist um, or a coach? Um, you know, what is my the most important priorities within my business that I want to accomplish with each person that I see? And um, setting up my boundaries to keep it my family is my number one priority, right? And my yeah. needs. So like just staying true to myself within those boundaries and, and my mission um, kind of helped me through my career goals and kind of aligning them more to myself instead of just like, I want to make a ton of money, you know? Right. right. Yeah. What about so, you? So well said. Like, um, I think at the end of the day, this is like health coaches, dirty little secret, right? Cause Meg and I are both health coaches. <laughs> um, everyone at the end of the day, people say they want to lose weight. They say they want to run a marathon. They say they want to, you know, have, um, they want to get married or find their partner in life. They say they want these things at the end of the day. What we all really want is just to be happy. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And if we set these goals that are, let's say we're business owners, right. And we set this certain monetary goal, right. And we just grind it out. Mm -hmm and get to that goal. But on the way to achieving the goal, we just are suffering. Mm -hmm. We're not spending time with our family. We're not doing the activities that bring us joy. We're just grinding, 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 grinding Mm -hmm. to get the goal. What? We're not even, okay. We've got the goal, but the real goal is just to be happy. Right. And you lost yourself along the way. I mean, that's like how I felt. I like got to this point and I was like, I'm exhausted. I have like health issues now. I haven't seen my kid. I don't know what my husband's really, you know, it's like, what am, that's not what I want. And that's not my priority in life. So you kind of get, you get lost in that. So Mm -hmm. again, like bringing it back to like having that accountability with your goals. And even like my husband and I, when we talk about our goals, it's kind of like, well, why do you want to make that much money this year? You know, what is in there that like is going to make us a better unit, a better family. Um, so it's like, I think it's just like having those talks with your partner or, I mean, whether that be a friend or if you don't, you know, if you're not married or if you don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, it's like, just find that person that you know will be completely honest with you and talk about your goals. Tell them what you want to do with your life and like why you want to do those and kind of like figure out what's most important to you and like, how you're going to get there, how you're going to find that, you know, tiny little goal each day to bring you there. And I think that's like, as us as coaches, I mean, I think that's basically what we do for you. You know, you tell us your goals and like where you want to see yourself. And and we ask the questions and, you know, break that down into tiny little steps for you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we provide the support. Like we're checking in exactly. every week or two weeks. Like, did you set out what you wanted to do? Right. You know, it, it's literally just the magic of like holding that space yeah. that just allows someone to, to keep going, you yeah. know, in the direction that they want to. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I think a, another important thing to say about goals is like, you can have all these ideas, you can write them down, but if you don't take action, nothing is ever going to happen. You know, even as coaches, we can't do something for you. You, you have to take the action, whether that be the tiniest little step ever, um, towards what you want. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where you got to start, right? You got to just start taking action. And maybe you do have to pivot at c- certain points where you're like, all right, going to the gym five days a week is just not working for me. All right, mm-hmm. break mm-hmm. it back. There's nothing wrong with taking it, like changing your goal and being like, what's sustainable for me right now? Okay, maybe two or three days a week um, and then walk outside. Or maybe you're starting from scratch and you're like, walking outside one day is what I need. Um, and I think it's okay. Don't Beautiful. be ashamed to change your goal into what you think it should be. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if I can offer one last piece of advice that it popped into my head as you were speaking, um, and it's kind of around the the beauty of the idea of having a coach, but we become the five people that we spend the most time with. So if you have a goal right? If you're a hundred pounds overweight and you want to lose a hundred pounds, the fastest way to get there is to hang out with fit people, Exactly. right? If you want to heal your autoimmune disease, the fastest way to get there is to hang out with people who have gotten on the other side of autoimmune disease. If you, you know what I mean? If you want to be someone that has work-life balance, that you can have a killer career and spend time with your family, hang out with people that do that because you start to absorb their behavior and then you you do similar things. You hang out at the same places. You, you inspire one another. And that's like a coach can do that because you're like, okay, well, I mean, depending on the coach, right? You want to be very selective of who you choose to be your coach. You want to make sure that that person kind of emulates what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we have to be very careful of who we're spending our time with. And this is the hardest part for people because maybe you have toxic family members. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've had friends since childhood that don't want the same things as you anymore. Like we talked about, when do we pivot? When seasons change? Well, our relationships might need to change in support of the person we are trying to be. Yeah. And that's that's a really tough part for a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, even partners sometimes are not on the same page. And that is that's that's really, really hard to not have that support. And that might be the case where you really do need to find um, a group of friends or a coach or someone that can kind of support you through mm-hmm. that. I like to point out, too, like I, I I had a coach and mentor for a while. Um, so like we've all like even coaches have coaches and, you know, we all need yes, someone to help us I through that. Yeah, right, she's right. My um, she's my savior. <laughs> yes. So it's like, it, it is really important, especially if you don't have those people surrounding you to like either go find them, pay them to have them, you know, <laughs> whatever you need to do, whoever you want to become, you're so right, Grace. Like you do need to surround yourself because it is crazy. Like even like one day with someone that is not – you know, having the same priorities as you, you really soak up that and you end up acting like them. Totally. Um, Yeah. An easy thing that your listeners can start with today, even if like you can't really change your external environment much right now, 
change who you follow on social media. Yeah. Do a social media cleanse and follow the people that you want to become. Yeah. And and unfollow or mute the people that you're like, eh, that no, that's not yes. me anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's huge. Um, I mean, you can even switch up like, you know, or go to a different gym or, um, you know, go to a different coffee shop or I don't know where, you know, like a lot it's next to a gym maybe and you'll meet people there that are more fit or yeah, go to a church, make some new friends. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much you can do, like little tiny changes that you can make to start surrounding yourself with people that, you know, want to improve themselves. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Any last minute advice? Um Huh. what's the first thing they should do today? <laughs> Write it down. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think get pen to paper and yeah. just start brainstorming what you want because a lot of people like, um, and like myself included, like we don't allow enough space mm-hmm. to, to get those thoughts out and like dig deeper into that. Why? So yeah, get, get your favorite cute little journal out or, um, use the notes section in your phone whatever scratch paper from junk mail just start getting your thoughts out yeah Yeah, get really really clear on what you Mm. want why you want it and what you want to see you know in the future yeah yeah yes I love that yeah so well said well thank you Grace so much for being here and we are going to do this probably once a month I'm hoping if we can figure out our schedules um so if anyone has any topics that they want to her spoken about um or discussed definitely message us and we can um we can start jotting those down and yeah get it out there but yeah i appreciate you taking the time to come on grace yeah thank you i was gonna say um there's no shortage of topics like meg and i could probably talk forever but yeah <laughs> if you guys want something specific you let us know yeah yeah let us know i mean there is so much but if yeah if someone has something in mind that they're having trouble with we're happy to talk about it um and yeah we'll see you all soon thanks grace All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Empowerhood is brought to you by Flourish Everyday Coaching. Check them out in the link below. And again, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. If you could take 60 seconds of your time and leave us an Apple review, this helps share the news about this podcast and help women all over the world. If you want to see the video version of this podcast, you can go to our YouTube channel and subscribe there. Thank you so much. And we'll see you at the next episode.